When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On the Golden Hurricane Sports Network, from Learfield, this is Eye of the Hurricane Podcast, the official podcast of University of Tulsa Athletics. Hello and welcome to Eye of the Hurricane Podcast. I'm Bruce Howard and we have a very special guest and it is Alex Meinhardt who is a terrific player on the University of Tulsa men's soccer team from Estonia. And Alex, uh, let's just first of all talk about this season and, and how well the team has played. There's been a hiccup or two occasionally, but for the most part, you guys have played pretty well, haven't you? I mean, I would say so, but everything is, everything is a progress. So uh, we know we had some really good games and we had some games where we didn't play as well so we get to take both good and bad and and you know keep going forwards yeah and there have been some some really good contests and one of the more recent ones was a two uh, nothing victory in conference over charlotte that was a physical affair but but a but a good one and you got one of the one of the two goals and might have even had a had an assist on the other but that was a good game for the entire team wasn't it yeah, it was. I think it was our best game so far this season. And, um, yeah, we showed tr- tremendous ability both defending and going forward. So, um, yeah, we're happy with this win. But, again, it was just one game, and now we got to look forward again. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I know Tom, Coach Tom has worked on a lot is, you know, the, the back end and defending and being able to shut down the other team's offense. Are you getting better that, at that? Yes, and also it's it's we understand it's never just defenders. So um, it starts with us forwards, and we're always the first line. They got a break, so we've done a lot of work with uh, with us forwards and and midfielders as well. And um, it's it's always a team game, and it's just not us relying on the defenders. It's it's everybody. Yeah, and sometimes the best defense is possession. You know, keeping possession. Tulsa's one of the best, I think, in the country at keeping possession of the ball. How are you guys able to, to do that? What what are the combinations you're able to affect to be able to keep possession? You know, it's it's I think it's a combination of different things. Um, one is obviously being good on the ball. Um, and I think part of it is, is scouting and what we do in practice. And 
I feel like in a way it's like a deja vu for us because we've done everything so well in practice. We prepared ourselves and we know how to and how, like what positions to find in the fields. But also it's it's the part of when you lose the ball too, then what do you do? And I think we're really good at counter pressing and winning a ball back quickly. So over time it's just pretty hard for opponents to to really do anything if you gotta defend for a long long periods of time and and yeah, we've done it well so far. And when you have possession, uh it seems like when you're playing well that you know where everybody's going to be. They're bing, bing, bing. The passes are quick. Uh, is that just through experience and experience with each other? I, th- I think it's a huge part, yes, because, I mean, if you look at our core group in general, um, most guys that are starting have been here two, three, maybe four years. So we had a couple of years to play with each other. And, and I think the guys coming in, they're, they're feeling really well. And I think they understand pretty well what we're trying to do. Um, so, again, commonly I think uh, we're very good knowing what to expect from each other and what places to play the ball. You're from Tartu, Estonia. We haven't had a lot of Estonians as soccer players. How does Alex Meinhardt get to Tulsa? I mean, it was it was just a process. Um, I, I was in high school. Um, I think it was my junior year, and and I was starting to look forward, and I was thinking, what should I do? Where should I go? And and I think one thing that is really good here in the States is just combining both athletics and academics. And in a lot of places in Europe, you can't really do that. Um, you either go pro or you just go and, and be a regular student. But I obviously wanted to do both. So I started looking into schools in the States and and found Tulsa, and we quickly started talking, and it, was, it felt like a good fit. And now looking back... Um, you know, I did an amazing job of choosing a school that really works well for me. So I'm happy about it. Yeah, I was going to say, what was the contact like? Did you contact them? Did they contact you? How did that whole process go? And then uh, I guess there was probably a little bit of the pandemic in there as well. So how'd that all go? Well, when I, when I was um, coming here, it was pre-pandemic, thankfully. Um, but um, I just I was looking at different schools and and looking at rankings and Tulsa was doing pretty good that time and um, in fact yeah I reached out to um, Coach Port at that time and yeah quick, quickly found a found a right path yeah and then they get tape on you and then they decide that they want to pursue you and that sort of thing and it, and it works out pretty good what was the feeling when you first stepped foot on uh, North American soil, uh, you know, American uh, in the USA. What was that like, and what did you think? You know, um, actually, I got injured after I committed, so I had an extra semester back home. So I was eagerly waiting for to finally be here. And obviously, when I got here, you know, I was just so excited. I was, you know, ready to take upon new challenges, meet new people, and and yeah, build relationships. And and yeah, I was just overall super excited. And you're studying psychology, is that correct? Why did you take, choose that path? That's obviously something, as you mentioned, you're very interested in, very important to you to get your degree and that sort of thing. Uh, why psychology? Um, I would just, it was something kind of always been interested in growing up. And um, yeah, that was, that was the main reason, I think. That was just when I was looking at what I would want to do, uh, like maybe even sports psychology in the future, I, th- I think. That was just perfect for me. 
And if you ever become a coach, you have to be a, psychi- a psychologist as well, right? I mean, coaches are everything, you know, including a psychi- psychiatrist kind of, right? Yeah, and I mean, you can you can take that to many aspects in your life. It's just not only coaching. It's it's regular day, daily life where I can, you know, use the skills I've, I've maybe learned or, yeah. So um, I'm, I'm happy with the decision I made for, for, for psychology. All right. For those that don't know, Estonia is the northern, farthest northern of the three Baltic states, uh, Lithuania, Latvia, Estonia, uh, right up against the Baltic Sea. Uh, tell us about your home country. Tell us about uh, your, your, your home city of Tartu. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people have never really heard of Estonia. So um, it's, it's, it's a really tiny country, only a little bit over a million people. But um, I think we, as people in general, are really hardworking and humble and kind of keep it down low. We don't really like to talk as much. And, yeah, we're just we're just super, super hardworking, I feel like. And, um, yeah, not only me, but I, I think like many people back home and I think that's kind of what I got from my parents as well just being humble and working hard and um my hometown Tartu it's it's actually university down back home um we got 100,000 people living the university was built in 1632 actually so it's been a while uh, for a long time and that's what we prioritize back home as well is a lot of a lot of school and and studying and trying to make a difference in the world, even though we're really really small. And in the middle of Tartu is one of their most popular areas to go visit, and that's the Kissing Students Fountain. Have you been to the Kissing Students Fountain? Yes, I have, um, and it's kind of you know correlated to the university. Uh, it's kind of meant as also a place for obviously a lot of people coming to Tartu to study and meeting new people and hopefully maybe even finding love one one day back home so uh yeah it's 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 kind of a of a city of love as well yeah and it's it's not a place where you go necessarily to kiss students although i'm sure that happens but it's an actual statue of two students kissing right right it's it's just a statue usually people don't go to go there to kiss no <laughs> all right so you're you you're from estonia uh and if people were to look geographically you're very close to finland in a lot of ways just across the water and you mentioned to me that you played a lot of tournaments up in finland exactly um estonia and finland have always had really close relationships and and yeah ever since i was a young kid um i went there every year to play tournaments and and yeah i, I really like finland to be honest yeah, and, and and there's a lot of similar traits. Then the language is somewhat similar. Is that correct? Exactly. I mean, language is really really similar. A um, lot of lot of common words, and and yeah, there's also a lot of people just back and forth working either in Estonia or Finland. Um, so yeah, we got a lot of lot of chemistry between us too. And, and folks listening to this might not realize it but you know english is not your first language obviously uh, estonian is and latvia has their own language lithuania has their own language how many languages do you know and understand um two and a half three so estonian is my first language that's that's what i've always known um from a young age i started learning english as well as actually german german as well and yeah we, we got a really good education system back home so i was able to learn English pretty well as uh, similar to German as well and I had a chance to actually 
play in Germany for a little bit uh, when I was younger as well. So that helped me with with German German a little bit too. Yeah, and obviously uh, Prussia, that that farther eastern part of Germany, uh, has an effect on the Baltic nations. So Germany, language wise, maybe has even a more influence on your states than perhaps even Russia. Um. From language-wise, I probably would say no, because um, just all the Baltic um, states were part of Russia, and um, Russian Russian was very dominant there. So I would say most people rather speak Russian than German. But I had the opportunity to choose in the school, and I decided to choose German instead of Russian. Yeah, and then uh, we had the pleasure of seeing your mom and dad here in Tulsa, and they traveled a little bit with you. How important was that for for those guys to come over? Oh, it was really important. I mean, they've been wanting to do it for, for years now. Um, unfortunately, yeah, we had pandemic, and you couldn't come over. And, you know, for, for years it was just us, us on Skype calls and me sending some pictures. But, yeah, they had never really – they had never even been in the States, so – actually seeing where I live, how's the university, how's the campus. I mean, it it was so important, and I'm happy they finally got to see it. What was their, first of all, their reaction to Tulsa? They were were honestly surprised. I mean, they did the research a little bit, like just, you know, from Google and and looking pictures, and they were actually, uh, they thought it was going to be a little bit worse, I think, but just showing around, they were kind of pleasantly surprised. And then they get to travel. I think they went to Wisconsin, watched you play up there, and came back and watched you play at home. Uh, traveling the U.S., what I mean, it's such a vast country compared to Estonia. What were their thoughts about traveling the wide spaces of the United States of America? You know, that was kind of their goal as well. They weren't just trying to see maybe Tulsa. Like, their goal beforehand, they had decided was to, you know, take a car and kind of drive around and just see how the states are and uh yeah again they were pleasantly surprised so they had a lot of positive words and you know some things maybe they weren't as used to uh, like food sizes for example <laughs> but um they they had a really good time here okay so when you say food sizes much more than what they're used to yeah. so food sizes over in estonia are just smaller plates or whatever yeah i, I would say not just Estonia, but more maybe like Europe and a lot of places in the world in general. Um, yeah, just kind of when you order foods, you usually get the pro- yeah the proportions are way way smaller than what they are here. So it was just yeah funny seeing you know them maybe eat half a plate because that's what they're used to. <laughs> right, right. Well, we're a good nation of overeaters. There's no question, no question about that. Was there anything else? Because I, I know your mom and dad don't know a lot of English. Uh, were there any funny stories about their travels that, that because of the language barrier, funny things happened? I mean, just kind of, um, we all thought as a team was funny. Um, after the last home game they saw before going back, um, after uh, after a game, um, before heading to the locker room, Coach Tom talked a couple of words with my parents. And then... Um, we come to the locker room and he's giving the after game speech and he was mentioning how he was talk, uh, talking to my parents and said what they said. And we were just laughing afterwards because what Tom said would have, I, I don't think would have never one-on-one came out of my parents' um, <laughs> mouth. So I, I, I just thought it was funny because 
yeah, I don't think my parents said that necessarily, <laughs> but I think honestly, it was surprising. They their English got better while being here, so yeah. I was I was surprised by that. So I mean, as you look at the season so far, you know, obviously the play is 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 what it is, and you love playing the game. Uh, but this visit by your parents has got to be a, a a huge moment for you. Oh yeah, it's it's yeah something I was looking forward to for years as well as well as they were. So, yeah, I was I was really really happy to see them, and um, yeah, that, one of those moments I'll I'll never forget when they actually got here finally. Yeah, and, th- and this is a game that takes a lot of communication, and there are f- you know many foreign players, many players from different countries in Spain and 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 so forth. How do you guys communicate, and do you communicate pretty well as a team? Do you think? Oh, I think I think overall just the chemistry in the team and how we talk and how how we com- communicate is really really good um it's 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 awesome you s- how you see just these people from around the world and around so many states um come together and and work towards something common and and do a good job about it and i think we're we're doing it really really well yeah, and I think about somebody like Alex Lopez, who, again, first language is, is not English, and he's got to communicate from the goalie position in that back end and seems to do a pretty good job. Yeah, I think it's it's just funny seeing, too, how maybe there's st- sometimes people coming in who don't speak English that well and with maybe a semester in, and they're just, you know, really, really good. So, um, yeah, he's doing a good job, and... And so are a lot of a lot of other people coming from other places. And it seems part of that comes from the culture that Tom McIntosh and the other coaches try to try to create uh, here at Tulsa. I, I know one of the rules is never eat uh, lunch in the calf with the same person all the time. Always try to try to uh, eat with somebody different or a different teammate almost every time. At least that's what I remember as being one of the rules. Yeah. Well, I think. Both coaches and we understand like it's a team game. It's we want you know eleven guys doing one thing. Not um, um, so yeah, we want eleven guys doing one thing instead of everybody doing their own things. So we understand that this also comes with communication and understanding each other. So um, yeah, we've set the tone early. Obviously, we come in July as well, pretty much two months before the season actually starts to. You know, not only get better physically, but only also, yeah, have those relationships evolve and get better. Last year's team, Alex, got as high as number two in the nation. You were a very high seed in the tournament. Uh, got to that third round. Unfortunately, lost to West Virginia. How good can this year's team be? You know, um, obviously, our goal is winning the national championship, and I think we got right pieces for that. Um, but. Also, I think it's understanding it's just not always just wins, wins, wins. There's going to be adversity. And um, a lot of times the best teams are the teams that know how to cope with it and move forward when something went wrong. So I think looking back, even in like this season, how we lost away to FIU and and bounced back and, and had you know two wins against ranked opponents, I think we got the right material to, to do the right thing here and go really, really far. All right, so what do you want to see the rest of the year other than obviously compete for a national championship? What do you want to do the rest of the year as far as your, uh, you know, continuing success as a player? You know, I think it's just important to develop, never just 
you know say stay in the same spot for the rest of the year so develop and and yeah just win i just want to win <laughs> all right sounds like a plan alex thank you so much for taking the time and i uh, really appreciate you joining us here on eye of the hurricane podcast thank you so much for inviting me Alex Meinhardt from Tartu, Estonia, one of the great players on a very, very good University of Tulsa men's soccer team. That wraps it up for this edition of Eye of the Hurricane podcast. We'll talk to you next time. I'm Bruce Howard. So long. This is Eye of the Hurricane podcast, the official podcast of University of Tulsa Athletics. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Golden Hurricane Sports Network.